will be talking to Rosanna and Samuel from City University of Hong Kong, who joined researchers in the Philippines to experience on-site conservation efforts for the dugong population there through the university student sponsorship program of Ocean Park Conservation Fund this year. They worked with experts from Community-Centered Conservation, or C3, which is a community-immersed NGO focused on conservation and environmental issues around the world. They were there to look for possible sites and feeding grounds to set up a sanctuary for dugongs, which are facing threats from human activity in the area. Hong Kong, like this uh, concrete forest, there's seldom chance that we can really participate in a conservation program. And this USSP program definitely give us a very good opportunity to get close to what a real conservation program is and how does it run it and what challenges they face. Yeah, um, well, for me, I have been always very enthusiastic about environmental protection and animal protection. So I jumped at the chance of getting into this USSP program because I think what's a better chance than going out there and doing real work with real researchers and real conservationists. So when you were there, what did you learn and what did you do there? I definitely learned um, how to identify seagrass. We did a lot of seagrass mapping and also seagrass identification because it provides us with the data that is it a possible feeding ground for dugongs, that place. There's a very uh, large variety of um, seagrass there, so we have to pay attention to its tip because that will tell you what categories and what kind of seagrass it is. The difference between different seagrass is actually very, very small and you have to really pay attention. And sometimes when we get samples of these seagrass, they might not be complete and they might, we might just have like the stem of it or part of it. So we have to like look at the shape of it and the color of it and why do they do seagrass mapping is because they want to know whether that area has certain types of seagrass that is suitable for dugongs to graze on yeah so they are trying to do like baseline data yeah thing. finding the place yeah. that which may be possible feeding ground for dugongs yeah. so they can establish the um, production area is it because they're being hunted or because their numbers <clears throat> are declining and that's why they have to set up a sanctuary well, um, it is also one of the reasons why yeah. dugong's um, number keep decreasing. I think um, the threats faced by dugongs in Palawan or in Philippines in general are fishing mortality. And that is entanglement in gill netting, which is a kind of net that is used for fishing. Because Palawan, there are a lot of people doing industrial seaweed farming. And they had these old plastic bottles with lines between them set up in the middle of the ocean dugongs often got entangled in these because most of the time you can also find seagrass underneath these seaweed farms so sometimes when dugong go and feed on these seagrass they will get entangled accidentally and they might die because dugongs are mammals and they have to come up to the surface and breathe but then if they're entangled underwater then they 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 have no way of getting out and they will just die in five months of 2016 there are already three dugongs entangled to death by these industrial seaweed farming and I know that they don't have enough resources um, in the Philippines to actually solve this problem. I think the most important thing is the um, lacking of uh, 
capital support actually because for example like um c3 philippines the um, organization which we spend two weeks with they only have one um, waterproof camera to um, capture the photos of dugong and the camera is kind of broken they don't have enough um, capital to learn how to scuba dive so what they can do is just free dive and then observe the dugong but you you see the problem is um, when you free dive um, the dugong usually swim um, below the surface of water about five meters it's very difficult to free dive to such a depth to observe the dugong without disturbing it yeah. uh, it requires very advanced techniques of free diving so um it so what about you guys there? Did you did you free dive or did you scuba dive? Did you bring your own equipment? Uh, no, we free dive. Yeah. We free dived for a bit, but then most of the time when we saw we met dugongs is in the middle of the ocean, so it's like very very deep sea, and then something you talk about. Yeah, we 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 um for dugong observation we have to take a boat out. We we'll just like circle that area where fishermen say they had met dugongs or they have seen dugongs that day so we'll just circle around that area and look for dugong most of the time if we are lucky enough then we might see like the a glimpse of his back and then it'll be gone because dugongs are extremely shy any disturbance like any noise they will hear it and they will just go away yeah but uh for, we swam with it yeah um, we we're lucky it. enough anything else exciting that you saw during your two-week trip well, if you say exciting, then we must mention the um, jellyfish that we saw. Yeah, but the jellyfish there, the um, the number of jellyfish is just like um, rocks and yeah. corals in the sea because there's so many. And some of them are poisonous, actually. Actually, this one is really funny because shortly after we arrived in Philippines, I was talking to the crew in the C3 and we were talking, oh, do you have box jellyfish here? Because box jellyfish is actually one of the most deadliest uh, jellyfish in the world. And I was like, oh, they are, oh yeah, we do like that. And then Samuel was like, what is that? What is, what is this box jellyfish? It was like, it was just like a box, but with like deadly tentacles. That's it's really common. transparent. It's just like a plastic bag in the uh, ocean. Even they, they point at see. it. I took nearly a minute yeah. to find where the box jellyfish is. And then, <laughs> and then I that. said, um, usually the deadliest, um, jellyfish, you seldom see it. Yeah. And then maybe <laughs> Uh, we would never see it, trust me. Yeah, and then yeah. um, suddenly like they said, Oh, there's a box jellyfish <laughs> over there. And I yeah. said, What? Yeah, and then we are just by the pier. Like, we are only at the pier, and there's one jelly, one box jellyfish casually floating there. And, it's like, and then after uh, that one uh, box jellyfish, every time we go um, free diving, yeah. we saw a box jellyfish. Yeah, I have no idea why it's like. It's stalking. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's stalking us. How can we find out about your work, actually? Is there a place that we can find out more about your work? Um, yeah, we do. Um, we do have a Facebook page for USSP OPCF, and you can just search USSP OPCF on the Facebook. And we will have updates of our trip. If you, and also the yeah. album of our trip. Yeah, we will have an uh, album going out soon with different pictures we have taken throughout our trip, and we have different like bilingual uh, captions, yeah, captions of it. 